Welcome back to the Project E podcast, a weekly show where I interview emerging and established entrepreneurs and creators in the UAE and in the Middle East. And my guests today are Nicola Alsayer and Zaid Hamza, who have co-founded Trekkeline, which is a local outdoor community who organize treks and hiking trips along the most popular UAE trekking routes during the hiking season. And I've decided to release this episode now because, like many of you, I have realized how often we take the outdoors for granted and, you know, out of appreciation for what both Said and Nicola are doing, I am bringing to you this special. Now, this episode is a little bit different than most of my episodes so far, in which the format is a little bit more conversational and we talk about several several topics we talk about what Nicola and Zaid are doing full-time and how they are actually running and how they started Trekkeline on the side while having a full-time job and you know what what got them started how how they came up with the idea how did they execute when they had this idea to start this community how they managed to grow it the conversation goes into several different areas yeah this was an interesting conversation and you know what I really admire about both of them is the fact that they did not let their regular day day-to-day commitments and responsibilities that come with a full-time job and a full-time career get in the way of them doing what they really want to do. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I have and massive massive thanks to our sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Level Up DXP. Level Up is a startup aimed to create personal development events for members of the youth. It's for the youth by the youth and for more information, just visit the Instagram page at level underscore up underscore DXB. That's at level underscore up underscore DXB. Level up personal development for the youth. Nicola and Zed, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's really, really good to have you. Nicola, we, we went to school together. We went to school together. Zed, I think we met at a much later stage. Just to frame it a little bit for the people who don't know you, just tell me something about you that we don't know, who you are. Zed, we'll start with you. So I graduated as an electrical engineer, but I realized that my passion was not there. I started working in marketing instead. Now I'm, I'm working as a brand manager and uh, I got my master's degree. I'm 29 years old and I come from Jordan. How did you end up in marketing? Honestly, it was just a coincidence. What happened is that one of my friends, I was uh, a very active student in the university, mm. ethnic clubs and mm. activities. One of my friends came and he registered my name in a competition for Unilever. And back then I didn't know what Unilever was, neither what marketing is. I thought it was advertising. So when it came, we when we got accepted in the competition, we received an email that says, do the SWOT analysis in the four Ps. And I had no clue about it. Mm. So we decided to take it and see what where it goes. Yeah, We studied uh, the marketing uh, book from cover to cover. And we actually made it to the last stage and we got the fourth place when we were only two engineers. So both of us now work in the same field. We work as uh, marketeers. He has a distribution slash uh, marketing company for consumer products and I do the same with with a company so that's how that's how it came interesting and Nicola I'm a mechanical engineer 
I graduated from um, AUS. I worked in mechanical engineering for two years as a site engineer. Petrofac, was Petrofac, it? Petrofac, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Been into sites in Abu Dhabi and in Scotland. Scotland? Yes. For how long? For four months. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, when was this? It was summer 2015. Uh, that wasn't recent. That was, what, five five years after school? So I would say a year after graduation? A year after graduation, yes. A year and nice. a couple of months. Yeah. How is it? Exactly. Man, it's, uh, it's a different environment. Nice people, I hear. Yes, yes, Scottish people are nice. I agree. Hospitable, like, I think. Hospitable, but I don't get them mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They're, 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 uh, are they big on something about football? Not sure. So I didn't okay. uh, drill much into that. Cool, cool. I was like in an island. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you didn't? Ah, okay. So yeah. you were a little bit secluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Shetland. a village, Shetland. Shetland. It's, a, it's an island like northern uh, northern part of Scotland, mm-hmm. an hour from Glasgow. Nice. Uh, yeah. So you stayed there for four four months. Straight man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, and then you came back here. And then I came back here and I changed my job. Cool. Um, now I'm a business consultant mm-hmm. working for okay. IBM, doing digital transformation across public sector basically. How how did Trickeline start, and what is Trickeline? for the audience, for the people who don't know. Now, Trekkeline started as uh, an idea, as a community of people who would like uh, to go out for hiking. Uh, that was, that was at the beginning, it was just, let's have a group of people who will go out to hike. It all started, honestly, in um, in Nepal, specifically in Annapurna. So, Nicola and I, we hiked Annapurna Base Camp in October 2018, I 18. believe. Yes. Yeah, 2018. And it just came as a thought while we were being there, just going like, we're going to get back to UAE. We're going to miss this. How can we continue? And it took us about a month until we decided to, you know what, let's try. Let's uh, look for one of the routes. Let's do the plan. And I think Nick posted on his personal Instagram. Yeah. Would like anyone to join? Anyone would like to join? So three people signed up. Yeah, three people signed up. Three people uh, joined. Balash signed up. <laughs> three people joined us. When was the first one? When was it that? was in December 2018. That was what, a year and a few months ago? Yeah. yeah. But that was not Trekkeline yet. Ah, it wasn't. It was just let's go. Yes. Hike, explore, UAE. Not many people do. Even even back then in 2018, I would say that uh, a lot of people did not know that there were act- actual routes, actual mountains in the UAE. We had to look it up. It wasn't an, an, uh, something that you could easily find. From there, I think we posted our experience. Mm. It was a very interesting one. Ten, ten and a half hours hike. Almost yeah, like it was uh, Wadi Shah loop. So the loop is not done any easily by, by, by a lot of people. It was 10 to 11 hours of hike. We started around 10 a.m. We finished around 8. We, we also experienced like night hike. The route was not an easy route. There was a lot of uh, elevation gain. And for such people like who, who came with us, it was an adventure. Real, real, real adventure. Everyone felt the adrenaline. We we felt like it's it's a, it's an extreme outdoor thing that we want to continue mm-hmm. from there on. And we also posted about that, like we we posted about the journey, uh, the stats, uh, what did we accomplish? And people started replying, like, guys, do you do this frequently? What do you do? How do you do it? Can we join? Are you yeah. gonna do it next time? So from then, people on, got into uh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So we took it. We took it on from there. We we saw that okay, there's there are people who want to, who want to do this. Uh, there is an actual community for it. Let's start it. So I have um, I wouldn't say experience, but I have a couple of hikes that I did with different uh, teams uh, in Jordan, in Lebanon, in UAE. I sort of have an idea how to gather, how to let's not say lead, but how to plan a route, what type of food. So on and so forth. It, it was it was a very, uh, I would say, uh, shy experience, mm. and then it started from there. The second hike was uh, Shoka. We were Shoka. around twenty-two uh, people, and then we started uh, exploring more routes. Nicole and I. So we go, we explore a route, and then the next week we we announce about it. More people joined. First, we we assess the route. Like some of the routes we we took are are not like suitable for like first timers, especially that we have a lot of first timers who join uh, the trekking community. Yeah. So most of the hikers that join trekking are first timers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's who your main target is. You yes. could say so. We try to build build awareness around the the, the hiking community. Mm-hmm. And guys, it's it's actually possible to do hiking in the UAE. Bras al Khaimah has has mountains all over, wadis, and a lot of nice places to visit. You need to hike a couple of hours to to go and see these uh, amazing places. So so we we try to build awareness around these locations as well. Now this reflects on the type of routes that we take. We always focus on having beginner to an intermediate route, something um, where as as Nick said, first timers could uh, could actually try mm-hmm. and experience. We haven't or we we're not even looking into in, in the near future to go technical like bouldering or repelling or mountaineering. Yeah. Uh, because in the beginning, our 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 aim is to actually build the community and this awareness around the outdoor and trekking, let's say, activities in the UAE. So we are still focusing around this area, and I would say it's it's there's a lot to bring out from it. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get to the community part, but before that, I want to go back to when you first started. How did you actually meet? So I know Zaid from AUS. Like we we both were in different cultural clubs. He was in the Jordanian, I was in the Palestinian. We did activities together. We did events together. We had common friends as well so that's actually when the relation started to pick up and the friendship so, so the common friends the, yeah. the hangouts yeah, yeah. but then it really and, picked and, up and Dubai everybody knows everybody yeah. at the end and of the day yeah, it's so true so true so <laughs> such a small Dubai charge everybody knows everyone yeah especially AUS community mashallah it actually picked up one day when I was when I was talking around the table that I'm planning to travel to hike somewhere, and uh, Nick just Nicola just jumped up saying, "Oh, Anna, Anna, come on, and I will, I will join you." <laughs> Out of nowhere, bro. <laughs> and he actually planned the whole thing. He came up with Anapurna. He came up with the uh, book uh, where 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 we booked, and he did he did the whole thing. I was like, yeah. oh, "Okay." <laughs> Interesting. Um, I'm kind of laid back by yeah. by nature, and he's yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I did research about like uh, I, I wanted to go to the Himalayas, basically. So I wanted to do a trek which is not less like than six to seven days in the Himalayas. And I started to do my research on the mountains, mm. which range I would, which mountain range I would uh, want to trek or or hike. And then I found Annapurna, is, uh, it's a 12-day hike to, to base camp, uh, I mean back and forth. I think nine days to base camp and then three days back mm-hmm. or uh, four days back. The the weather conditions, the nature, the difficulty of it, because because I, I was like uh, a first time, it was for me like a first time real, real uh, outdoor experience or adventure. So yeah. What does it take nine days to go up and three days to go down? Is it because of the acclimatization? 
it wasn't that the elevation needs uh, acclimatization, but because of the difficulty of going up. Also, going down is, is difficult, mm -hmm. mainly difficult on the knee. But going up is difficult on, on the entire body. Like you need to, to train your muscles to go up and endure the whole weight of the, uh, like the body weight. Basically, so that's why, like the first day, I remember I was sore. I was sore to death. We had to climb 3,000 steps on our first day. Like, <laughs> this is even harder than, than three days yeah. in a row. Fresh out of the bed, yeah. 3,000 stairs. Yeah, fresh out of the bed, man. Yalla, <laughs> go 3,000 stairs. But uh, now, but if, if I'm going to explain it to someone, mm. it's actually easy to intermediate hike. It's uh, There is no like altitude like Everest Base Camp. Everest Base Camp, you touch on the 5,000 uh, meter uh, elevation. In Annapurna, you're a little bit slightly above 4,000, 4,200, uh, I think. Or, uh, do, do they prepare you, the, the, the company that you go with, or... Okay, let's let's go back a few steps. Yeah. I want to go to Annapurna. What what do I do? Where do I go? How do you find the right partner to go with or the company to, you know, that will take you there and any preparation that you need to take in into consideration? So there is a lot of companies, a lot of touring guides uh, available, even solo guides uh, you can find in the city who can take you to Annapurna. Uh, but basically, you have to find someone who is credible or a company that's credible yeah. uh, to go. And uh, the company we, we went with actually prepared us from an equipment because I kept asking, like, guys, what, what do I need to get with me? I, I have a backpack. I, I bought a backpack, which is like 70 liters. I don't know what to stuff it with. <laughs> so... So actually, like, uh, they helped us around, like, uh, they gave us a list of what do we need to get, what's uh, high important, what's low important, how to how to manage your budget, uh, buying stuff around, what to buy from the city that's kind of disposable, uh, and what to buy yeah. high quality, uh, so it can keep keep moving on with you can keep going back and forth with uh, for example your backpack should be high quality <laughs> mm. to, to endure like 14 days of carrying mm. of, mm. uh, 10 15 kgs on your back so yeah they prepared us mentally i, I don't think anyone <laughs> would prepare you mentally unless <laughs> I, I don't know yeah yeah it's uh mentally i was only prepared that day when they dropped us from the bus they was like guys start walking Get ready. <laughs> get get ready. We started our hike now. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> it starts. This is real. Must have been really nice. Huh? And, uh, First experience. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've interviewed um, two, two past guests mm. who somehow had a change in uh, perspective and changed their lives after they went to Nepal. What's your take, Zaid, on Nepal and the life-changing perspective yes. Yeah, that most people get? After hiking, uh, Mahmoud, it was uh, honestly life changing. I hiking for almost 12 days, waking up at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., not 8. And That's late, isn't it? 7 a.m. and no, start no. walking at 8. Uh, some walking. days we walked, uh, we woke up like at 3 a.m. Yeah. because we had to go somewhere or a hill or to reach a destination that we can see the sunrise. Mm, Poon Hill. Yeah, yeah Poon Hill Poon and, and, and the base camp. And the base camp. Yeah. So uh, waking up every day at 7 a.m., having a breakfast. It was it was a very good breakfast, somehow. And then uh, walking all the way up until almost 5, 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, there are breaks in the middle. But yeah, keeping in mind that you're actually walking. And for information, you get through many seasons on the, on the, on the Annapurna Trek. So for perspective, what the, the, the climb up, some, a lot of people think that we actually start from the bottom of the mountain and just keep going up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually 
it's, it's, it's actually a series of mountains which you pass through villages. So it's like just moving from, as an example, from a city to the other or from the village to the other. So sometimes we are gaining elevation or we're going up or sometimes we're going down. So um, I remember moments where we're actually moving within a cloud and then seeing yourself just walking into a cloud and then it, all of a sudden it's be, be underneath you. So um, what's a life-changing experience? You don't have internet. Uh, by 9 p.m. you have to be in bed because you're super tired and you have all the time throughout your trek or your, throughout your walk or hike it's just to keep thinking about, about life, about what are you doing, what what's your goals, what do you need to, you know, just just talking to yourself. It's just thoughts in your head. Thoughts in your head. It's You, you can say it's my yoga, but I, I wouldn't sit down and just... Uh, close my eyes not that yoga is not efficient but and it's this is this is my way of actually it's revising my yeah thoughts. it's 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 your process everyone exactly. has their process some people have yoga as their process some people have hiking as their process some people running exactly i remember as well we, we tried to be connected to the internet like the first couple of days uh so basically they offer wi-fi in some villages but like you have to pay for it and we did, we did, like we wanted to be connected, like see what's happening on Instagram, what people are doing, check stories out. Mm. It failed miserably. The, uh, the Wi-Fi did not even work. It, it loads a message on WhatsApp after like two minutes. So even our tries to get connected, the whole world was, was like, no, you have to disconnect. You have to have your own time, get your peace, get your stuff together. Think about what you, what what you want to do. So it's it's basically like um, it it might feel like a spiritual thing. That's why a lot of people go there and they go into like more than two weeks. I've we've met a lot of people that in the city that've been in Nepal for the past like month, yeah. even two months. I even met someone who who was leaving a week after his three month journey in Nepal, uh, hiking, uh, yeah, backpacking basically all over uh, the country. That's so, something else, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plus the diversity of people that you meet. Exactly. Uh, so you meet people from the, from around the world. It's awesome. So after that, you came back and that's how you thought, okay, let's do it for first timers. Actually, I people. wanted to share the experience more with the, with the, with the people. Like what I felt was was really nice, and I wanted to share that with the people here, people I know and people I don't know. So uh, we went public on the account in February. January, February. Yeah, yeah. February. yeah. <clears throat> so we were posting only on our uh, personal for the first two hikes, I think. Yeah, I think two hikes. So it was the Wadi Shah and then the Shauka. Wadi Shauka. And then I think... And uh, then we, we, we came even, up with the name. Even Donkey Trail was still... Yeah, there. Donkey Trail, which is uh, a trail in Jabal Jais. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's w- That was still on your personal account. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we thought... Let's make it a name. Let's make yeah, it a business. Yeah, let's yeah. make it came up with the name, a side thing. Yeah, the account, start posting stories. Uh, and telling the whole experience. How the start to start from Nepal came all the way to uh, UAE. We want to share this. We want to build a community, take people out of the city mode, put them in the adventure mode, and yeah. outdoor mode. Experience something new in different environment, meet a lot of interesting people too. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I really like the community that you're building. I think like-minded people who are just out there to have some fun and explore and challenge themselves. You also manage to do it at different paces. So you have a pace where it's a little bit, I think, easy. Easy. Let's call it easy pace. <laughs> and then intermediate. And then there's the crew that is usually at, in, in the lead. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Yasmin. <laughs> and she's she's always leading. Yeah. And then, yeah, so there are different paces within the same same hike, even for the Because first timer. Basically, you have to cater for all fitness levels. We tell the people, guys, this is a beginner level hike. However, beginner for someone might feel different to someone else. So people would go on a high pace and we have to cater for that. Mm. And other people go on a low pace and we also they have to continue like to complete the entire route as well so we have to motivate them help them around actually it's actually part of the planning process when when we're planning it started with nick and i only as captains but uh, now we almost have a team of 10 captains 10 captains yes wow. all captains came from within trekking nice I like it. Started with uh, Omar, Muhammad, Drar, a lot of people. Now we're almost 10. Some of them who are permanent captains, so they are uh, leading on every trek, on every hike. And some of them are sort of an on and off. We actually have an idea that we're working on, which is the Trekkelines Captains Club, mm-hmm. which is technically getting almost, let's not say everyone, but those who join us frequently to try actually being a part of the captain's team, not because Interesting. Uh, we want them or not because only that we need the help or assistance, but we also need to spread the awareness of the wilderness itself and how to find your route, how to assist people, how to find the right spot if you're lost, how to depend on your compass, on the mountains around you. It's leadership. Yes, more or less. It's, it's leadership training in a different way. More or less. Mahmoud, you were part of uh, our community. You are a part of our community. Yes. I am. You did two hikes. Yeah. I did two hikes. I planned on doing a lot more hikes this year, unfortunately. I uh, kept missing a lot of the hikes, and then I went I went for one uh, in this, October. This season? Last year. Uh, one in November? Yeah, and then this year I went for, I think it was Wadi. No, it was Khor al-Fakan, Secret, Fakan, Be- Secret yeah. Beach. Yeah. Beautiful beach, honestly. Yeah, and then I just couldn't attend the other sessions. Yes. But, you know, for the audience, for people who don't know how the the system works, what happens start to finish? What should people expect on a trekking hike? Now, this, the beginning doesn't start actually on the day. It starts almost three, three days before. So when we decide on the route, we first plan what kind of, what's the route that we're going to take. Uh, so let's say, for example, Wadi Shauka. Wadi Shauka itself has three to four different routes that we uh, that we've we've designed. So uh, that's the first step. From there, of course, the planning starts on who are the captains we're going to join, uh, what uh, what safety measures we have to take, what our evacuation plans are, who's responsible for what. So even in the captain's team, there are certain responsibilities. So. Uh, we have the leader or the navigator who's the, who's the person who's always on the lead, who's the first person, and he's the one responsible on, of course, navigating and taking the people around. Uh, so everyone goes where the leader is going. While we have the last person who's usually me, we call it as the anchor. No one has to be behind me. So I'm the one responsible of making sure that the whole team is intact. I'm the one responsible or the anchor is responsible for the evacuations. Uh, the response on uh, first aid So kind of keeping the team intact and ensuring that the captains in the middle are aware of where are we, um, whether to slow down, to speed up. And then you have the captains in the middle, of course, they are there to assist the people uh, as well as follow the navigator or the leader. And there's a sweeper who is the person who keeps going back and forth between the lead and the anchor. 
in case there's anything that we need to pass, first aid, extra things in the first aid, uh, information. Usually me. Usually Sometimes what happens is that between, if, if you're in Wadi, uh, the walkie-talkie does not, does not, does not get proper reception. Yeah. Uh, because you're... Uh, because of the mountains. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of mountains around. So you actually need someone physically to go and to pass information. Cool. And then we plan for the food, of course, depending on the number of people. We get the food ready. And on the day, we gather around in the specific spots that we have knowing it's in Sharjah and gather, um, put ourselves in the cars, and take the contact, the yeah, emergency so contact, whatever it is. You mean in uh, in Matajir? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the meetup point. Yeah. Meet point. Yeah, the meeting point is a very interesting point. Uh, so people start knowing each other. That's where the community cool. or, the, yeah. or the entire uh, journey starts. We we distribute breakfast, tea, coffee. Everyone meets everyone. It's it's a fresh start of day. Usually at seven a.m. Uh, we start. We try to leave by by eight at max, and we go all the way to the to the hiking start point. We give the brief. We start by as well a few stretches around. We stretch for like five ten minutes to get the muscles warmed up, and then we start the hike. And usually our beginners hike is about like five to six hours, not more. Our intermediate might might be around the same timing, but like tougher for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the route faster will, pace. Yeah, faster pace. The, the route is, is tougher, more uh, elevations, basically. We finish the hike, go back, and uh, the fun starts at the camp campsite. Uh, we gather around, put our chairs and start up the b- barbecue. Uh, our famous Sajiya, Zaid. <laughs> Zaid, Zaid. Yeah, is the, the Sajiya. Zaid is yeah, here. Mr. <laughs> chef uh, Sajiya. <laughs> Yeah. We forgot the snack box. So, what is this snack box and what is this saji? Tell us. The snack box Start is basically the snack box. Yeah, the yeah. snack box basically is your lunch. So, cool. um, but it's also your fuel for for, yeah. for the hike. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. when when you join us at Trekline, you really need to get yourself your shoes, your bag, and a smile, and everything else is Love it. taken care yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the water, whether it was your food, even transportation, if your car is not. If you don't have a car, we manage to to carpool around, as you said. Uh, the snack box is made, is designed to be, as Nick said, your uh, refueling. However, the things that are your in your snack box were actually chosen uh, for another purpose. So you have the um, salty or savory sandwich that comes usually with cheese or used to be cheese, cheese and honey. Uh, yeah. You have a sandwich that contains chocolate. And then you have a piece of chocolate, usually it's a Snickers, and then you have peanuts and you have mm, biscuits, oats biscuits. The point is we actually use it as a survival kit because what happens sometimes people have their uh, drop in the blood, blood sugar, sugar, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people have, um, would need to take some salt in. So you actually have your own, let's say, primary first aid uh, in your bag. Yeah. Not only it's, it's just for the food to enjoy. Mm. Once we're back, that's where the uh, fun starts. Sajia is basically... Uh, uh, this is your staple kind of menu item. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. We, yeah. tried to move, we tried to remove it a couple of times. It wasn't a good idea. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone people, was pissed. People dropped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. just dropped out. We were just exploring options like mendi, but this was always the thing that people come for. It's so the And it's, uh, so sajia is a, the staple menu item. It's prepared by you. What is it? Yes. So it's, um, it's meat, lamb meat, yeah. cooked in its own fat. 
simply wow. with onions, mm-hmm. uh, capsicum and mm-hmm. tomatoes mm-hmm. with a mix of a blend of pepper mix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm already. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, it's continue. just an outdoor dish. If you try to cook it at home, it doesn't work as, as well as it, it does. Uh, yeah, man, it cooks it. best on, 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 on the sari itself. Yeah. You know, on a trekkeline event. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, on a trekkeline hike. Yeah. I tried it twice. It's uh, it's really good. And uh, how did you come up with it? Type? There's a history. There's it. there's a thought behind uh, it. Yeah. What what we look in trekkeline to do is not is is it, the model is a fifty fifty. So what's a fifty fifty model? The experience that we want the people to have when they come out or come with us is not uh, the trek only. It's the physical experience that you have when you hike, and it's the gathering and the food that you have after the hike. So as much as uh, the, the, the route is important for us, and as much as the enjoying the actual hike uh, is important in our planning, likewise is, is our gathering and food. So um, we plan to deliver, let's call it a premium outdoor experience. Full end-to-end experience. Yes. Uh, yeah. In, in our food, and make sure that even the way that we are gathered around, sitting around, chit-chatting. You start knowing yourself that you're hiking and then at, at, by, by, the end of, by the end of the day, you're just gathering around with people, having a cup of tea after a very uh, heavy, nice meal and chit-chatting. So it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you feel like you're in the park, for example. Mm. So it takes you from being physically challenged to all the way up until knowing new people. Actually, we have, uh, we have an uh, interesting uh, WhatsApp group. Yeah, we call it the Trekkeliners. <laughs> it's people who want to join and just talk about whatever. I like what you're doing. I like the you're both doing full-time jobs. Yeah. And you do this on the weekends. I think we didn't mention that we do this on the week. You do this on the weekends on Fridays and Saturdays. And sometimes you do it on a camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so you camp overnight, sometimes on long weekends as well. Right. Right. And you're full-time, you have your own full-time jobs and you're doing this on the side when the weather is nice mm. and you're creating this community, which is something I, I love. I love the fact that you are really focused on the community building aspect. Yeah. You make sure, and I can personally attest to that, even though I came twice only, that you really pay attention to making sure every single you know newcomer or somebody who's coming back again, that they have a very good experience and that they're having fun, they're enjoying their time, they like the food. Yeah. Yeah, and the burgers are really good too. You take care of them from start to finish, from breakfast in the morning to snack box, to dinner, to games, to assistance throughout. Yeah, you're just offering a pleasant experience for somebody who, for the first timer. (laughs) Man, honestly, my, my, my point in this is that everyone should give at least a day in his week to do something different. Yeah. And we're all not locked up, but like, in a routine between our jobs, which is like nine to five job, you go back, either go outside with your friends yeah. or go back home. It's kind of routine for like around five days. People even who work in construction, they do it for six days. So what we're offering is basically an escape out, outside of this routine, something to break, to break like whatever you're doing yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting up with uh, with nature is, is, is important because... You see things differently. You see God creation differently, the world differently, basically. True. And it might aspire you to do things differently as well and travel and see. Like people sometimes travel just to like have food, go to nice places, chill. Why not travel and change the entire experience? Go to the mountains. 
do whatever. Uh, even if you want to do uh, snow- snowboarding in the mountains, do it. it Not does, necessarily hiking. Yeah, it does give you a bit of clarity as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is something that you mentioned it just a while back. Yeah, you have time. You have uh, you have space. You have fresh air <coughs> to think. Space. Uh, I like that. Yeah, you have space. For yeah, sure. space. Even even sometimes you know, on a trail, I would I would be walking with the group. I would be walking all by myself, specifically on Annapurna's uh, trail. Uh, there are some areas which you pass through the rainforest, uh, trees, and then there's a lot of birds around you, and then there's the sound of water, and, and it's it's just uh, yeah, man. You want you just want to stop there and, and just like stay for like ten minutes. Mm. Connect with whatever is around the noise, the, the beauty of the nature, everything, and just continue walking to the next best spot and just do the same all over again. Yeah. Well, Bardo in, in Nepal, we've uh, it's it's nice to connect with the Nepali, Nepali people there. Man, they're awesome. They're, they're very nice people. They're yeah. extremely nice. Down people. to earth, very very uh, awesome humans. I I went to Nepal only recently. Uh, ah, but I, told me, yeah. I did, yeah. But yeah. I didn't get to experience the long hikes. I experienced <coughs> a few um, city hikes. Chandragiri, I think it's called Nagarkot. Yeah, Nagarkot. Nagar- Nagar- yeah. You did? Yeah. It's a nice area. It's yeah. a really nice place. Yeah. I went through the villages there. Um, I spent, I think, for three to four days. I really liked Chandragiri because it's it's very, very high and you get to see, you the have Himalaya a very range. clear view. Yeah, the Himalaya yeah, range. Nice. I got two, three days, no, I think two days of just clarity, waking up in the morning <clears throat> at four degrees, three degrees. And just, I think one day it was one degree. Wow. It was very, very cold and just stare and just have it take suck out like everything out of you. like whoosh, Negative yeah. energy, man. Ah, it's yeah. not only negative energies, like all distractions were like coming out. Yeah, and yeah. clarity. But so you, you know what I'm talking about. Even the time there doesn't pass as as fast as it usually passes. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, it's ten <coughs> o'clock now. Look at the watch again. It's ten ten o five. So. Uh, Honestly, sometimes it, it does give you like, some sort of clarity, space, work out through your own stuff, and I think you know being alone does that. What do you think? Mm. Agreed, man. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah, being a lot of people don't know how to be alone. Is that wrong in your opinion? <clears throat> I think the main um, the main reason is because the connectivity that we have today. We have we are in a very connected world. Everything is basically on touch of your phone, hmm. and we get distracted a lot. So we can't be alone easily. So when you ha- you are forced to be in an environment where uh, there is no connectivity, you are alone, and you have a challenge or a destination that you want to reach your minds start drifting away yeah. and uh, de-stressing out, removing all uh, whatever bad thoughts that you have or thinking about what you want to do in the future. Perspective, yeah. Perspective, giving you like a third or fourth dimension of, uh, yeah. of what you're doing in sure. life. This is actually awesome. Like we get to feel this as well here. Sometimes when we are in deep wadis, we get zero connectivity in Wadi Shah after the first hour or two of high. That's true. Uh, and this disconnection and then the mountains, the mountains are gigantic and uh, they're strong, man. I, I don't know. It gives you this feeling. It uh, does. Yeah. Traveling alone, uh, I, I've done it a couple of times, honestly. You have? Yeah, I did solo traveling by myself. One of, them was, one of them was to Lebanon for 10 days. What were you doing? It was planned that my, my friends and I would be going somewhere. And mm. all of a sudden, they all just canceled two weeks before traveling. We were supposed to go to Thailand. Okay. And I was like, okay, I wouldn't do Thailand all by myself. Let's just go to the closest place that I want to see again. And I traveled to Lebanon 10 days all by myself. When you travel, you really know what you like to do. You really know what you like to eat. 
For instance, sometimes you would have an influence of the person beside you and an urge to try new things. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's not. But when you're solo traveling, not only you do that, you make your own choices 100%. You're eager to new to meet new people. Even even as as simple as just starting and standing on a Starbucks queue, you'd be easily talking to all the people around you, just communicating because you need that. Man, by human nature, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, even even hiking when I was going in uh, when when I was hiking in Jordan, I used to go out with a couple of hiking groups in Jordan. I always went all by myself. So just like we do a trek lean, the moment you reach the meeting point. That's when you start knowing the people. And I have a lot of friends here in the UAE and some of them are still back in Jordan just because we hiked together once in a, in a hiking trip. I think people should be encouraged to experiment that if they haven't. At, le- at least once. I haven't tried it, tried it like personally, mm. solo traveling. Mm-hmm. But I think in the future I might be doing it at least once. One of the things I'm excited about, you told me, is that you're going to Everest. Yeah, is that true? Man. Who's Everest. going? Both of you are going. And four. couple, yeah, we're, we're a total of four. Yeah, uh, we're group people. Trekkeliners? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. yes. Nice. And is that something that you think will be on the table in the future? Definitely. That you explore international destinations as well, or I think I think we should be doing this very very soon. Taking people to to hike or to trek like outside of UAE. It's a must. It's a, it's another perspective that people would see like a different nature, different mountains. And I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, in the in the near future in the pipeline. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so exciting. One last thing that I want to mention: you just recently started planning treks for corporates as well. Yes. How does that work? Can you tell me a little bit more about how yeah. it works? So um, it's more or less the same uh, the same planning process of of the normal treks. But uh, this is a line that we are actually very uh, very interested to look into is to private and corporate uh, hikes. Mm-hmm. This serves a purpose and serves serves actually a, a segment of of, um, of the people in the market, yeah. which is basically those who want to be by themselves as a private hike and a company which would like to take their people on or their employees on um, a team building activity. Yeah. So um, portraying the hiking as a team building activity now is uh, something that's actually working. We've, we've taken so far uh, one company. We've taken, uh, yeah, it, it can. They joined us around 28 uh, employees. They signed up for this. Awesome, awesome. Uh, it was our first experience and it was in Khorfakan and it went really, really good. Like even the employees who works in different departments within the company, they connect, they connect. So it's a different team building yeah, environment right. in itself. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And uh, sometimes you need support, sometimes people are helping each other, talking along the hike, yeah. sh- sharing knowledge, sharing what's happening. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a full-rounded team building activity. I, I love it, man. So if somebody's listening right now and they want to know more and they want to experience the Trekkeline experience, how can they reach out? How can they know more? And if a corporate is also listening and they would like to reach out to you to organize a special private trek, what? how can they reach out to you? Where are you online? Basically, we are mainly, mainly on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, our stories, our posts, even our uh, our registration links are on Instagram. But we want to uh, diversify the way that we can reach people. Cool. Um, in the pipeline, we're also launching a website. 
it would be very informative of what we do, how we do it, ways, a different way of people signing up to our adventures. So simply you can directly reach us. We're, we're, uh, we're five minutes away from a message on Instagram. Our handle is Trekaline. So it's T-R-E-K-A-L-I-N-E. Yes. There you would find also our email address and our bio. Mm-hmm. And our website is under construction right now. So yeah, drop us soon. a DM, drop us an email. Nick, Zaid, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Guys, I'm really, I, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it and hopefully it grows into something even much, much, much bigger than what it is. No doubt I have a feeling it will. For sure it will. And I can't wait to hear more announcements from you guys. Good luck. Thank you, Mahmoud. Thank you, Mahmoud. Wallah, it was a pleasure. Hosting us here is, is an amazing experience. My pleasure. My pleasure. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in once again. And remember, if you do find value in listening to the Project E podcast, please spread the word about the show. Subscribe, rate and review. It really, really helps get the word out. And most importantly, wash your hands, stay safe and stay home.